Guys, what's, what's poppin' Luke here today? Happy Saturday night, and tonight I'm creating this episode around, for you guys who ask me what I do, what I'm about, this podcast is just for that, so I'm using this as a resource, not like a business card, but as a way to, as a way to kind of break it down, because a lot of people have asked me, what do you do, what is your story? I've had people ask me, what is your story? And I had someone specifically ask me that, Luke, what is your story? Tell me about that, and I was like, wow, I could put all that in one podcast because people love stories. So I'm going to talk about that. I am in good old Georgia of the United States of America. Um, that this is where I, this is where I'm at. Um, that's why I say y'all. That's why I talk about guns and I talk about God. And that's why I talk about business because Georgia, um, you know, Georgia mostly was farmers, not that long ago, this was farm country. So my my family were farmers for many, many, many years. I mean, many decades, if not hundreds of years. As far as I could see, they were farmers um, up until about my grandpa. Then he became an entrepreneur, which to me, farmers were entrepreneurs. I mean, wow, that was the hardest thing ever. And um, that's and then my dad was an entrepreneur. Now I'm an entrepreneur. We don't farm. Like if I cranked up a tractor. I could operate a tractor pretty well. I can't operate the big ones and the small ones. I could, I mean, yeah, I could handle pretty, I could handle most machinery. Actually, I drove a excavator. I, I mean, now my dad, he's better at it than me. But I, I, you know, I'm more. It's weird. I'm like a tech, tech country boy. I'm, I'm the millennial. I, I was, in the, I was the '90s kid when Mario was like the hottest thing on the shelf. All the kids dreamed. Of getting that Super Nintendo when that was the hottest device ever. Um, that, that's me. That's my era. That's when I came out of it. I was a 90s kid. That was, to me, the 90s was the greatest time ever. Um, and, and then early 2000s, not bad. A lot of, you know, computers really got hot. Early 2000s, like the graphics and things coming out. It, I mean... Hollywood was, I mean, 2000 and beyond, you could tell that computers were really taking off. Um, you can And you can kind of notice every decade how our world changes. Um, but anyway, that, that, that's about me. That, that That's what I'm about. And for those listening, how does this affect me? How is this good for me, Luke? I help those who coach, consult, or sell information at a premium cost that brings a premium experience, a transformation, and you help people make an ex- uh, uh, a huge change in their life. Maybe you help people lose weight. And you got a lot of competitors out there doing the same thing. I can help you overcome that. Or if you're someone who helps people get better at music, but you've got a lot of competitors, I can help you do that. Uh, maybe you're someone who wants to teach someone how to jump faster, or you want to help people become a better basketball player, or help, you know, esports, people who want to make a living video gaming, and you've done that. I can help you package that up. And this podcast was created for that. Now, also, so you know, I am not a major tech guy. Okay, so you have nerds and you have geeks. Um, I'm probably beginner level geek, but I'm not like deep level nerd or nothing like that. Okay, there is a difference. For those who don't know, like, what is the difference between geek and a nerd? A geek has somewhat of a personality a little bit. They do like telling jokes. They do have their, you know, their, their, but nerds, 
they're like hardcore video gamer. I'm going to rip your head off. I'm that good. And I may smile once in a while. That's my version of a nerd. I'm like, and a nerd, I would say, it's really deep data. Like they're a robot. They're like data from Star Trek. And by the way, nerds know pretty much all things Star Trek, Star Wars. And they know a lot more about the nerd rules. I don't know. Um, I think the nerds are definitely on the crypto bandwagon by a lot. Whereas for me, and it's amazing how big this, the digital world has gotten. Because when you say, are you a nerd? Like, are you a geek? And you're like, in what world? In what way? Like crypto? Um, are you talking about, uh, you're talking about building websites or coding or app building or, 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 or data? Like, what, what are you, what are you talking about? So, like my grandpa, to my grandpa, I'm an absolute. He would think I would a hard. I'm a hardcore nerd, and he would be surprised to know that I barely scratch the surface. I am more of somebody. Uh, I am more of somebody who understands. I I like to study the movement of people. I like to study where where the buyers going. Like the marketers, they ruin everything, right? Used to, like for example, I study ads a lot. 2013 ads came out and it was the cheapest traffic. It almost didn't make sense to do organic in, in, in 2013, 2014. I mean, ads were just so cheap back in those days. I mean, Facebook ads, YouTube ads was so cheap. Google was high. And now here, and, and now at this time, Facebook came around and YouTube came around, which YouTube and Google, same thing. Oh, wow. And YouTube just had their five-year bonanza over there from 2006 to 2011. I mean, YouTubers were just getting celebrity, like celebrity status. I mean, the millionaire YouTubers, YouTubers, YouTubers start to come out because in those five years, I mean, YouTube was just exploding. And then YouTube kind of got, you know, wasn't saturated by them, but you just wasn't creating just anything. You wasn't creating cat videos and getting viral in 2011, more than likely, 2013. Facebook ads, like, that was explosive. YouTube ads, highly explosive. YouTube was harder. Like, I like studying the, tra- like, the traffic. Where are people going? Like, I love to, like, I love to study, like, where are we at as a market in this industry and in the digital world? Like, I study. Like, for example, webinars used to be a big thing 2015, 2018. And our 2019, 2020 political year started hitting. Something happened there. And webinars work. Webinars do work, um, but nowhere near. Like, you're not going to just like, oh, I have this idea, I'm going to create a webinar, and then go crush it. No, it's not going to happen like that. You're going to more than likely, probably 90% of the time, you're going to lose your lunch. You're going to lose your money, lose your shirt, and you're going to want to lose, when I say lose your lunch, you're going to, like, just throw up. So I like studying that part of you know that that stuff so for those who are interested to know where is this market going as the digital education coaching consulting like where's all this going that's what i like to study um i love studying like trying to come upon the latest newest platform i love talking about that as well um and and letting you know what i have found but as for my story you know a little bit about me but i 90s kid once again 90s kid my my grandparents great grandparents all them were were um farmers i got to meet my great 
great grandma. She was 98 years old and she had a nice big smile. I never knew what she said. She was so feeble and weak, but she always smiled and she laughed. I do remember that. Um, we are definitely church people as well. Believe in God, all that great stuff. I believe he gives us all purpose. I know he does that. I know he's given us all gifts. And I personally believe that very few people actually, um, very few people actually do what they were supposed to do. Like very few actually go all the way and use their gifts. Like you have the extremes of the world um, and you have people who use it for good and those who use it for evil. Like those who, you know, who become like Ronald Reagan. He used his leadership skills and he brought people together in an extremely powerful way and he got us out of a major crisis because someone did not have the leadership like they should have. Like, I never met the guy. I've watched him. The dude was amazing. He could crack a joke at his opponent, make the opponent laugh at himself, lose the debate, and he automatically won elections like that. It was absolutely insane. And then you have men like Hitler who had purpose as well, but he used it for evil. And, 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 you know, and I believe in good. I believe in evil. I, I do know there's an evil force. And no, it's not just within us. There's actually an evil force that lives out there that wants to see mankind destroyed. And there is a God who created us, who brought, who brought us here. And he's created free will choice for us. That's something else that I believe and I actually know. In fact, I've been referred to as a free willer if you will, because I believe God's given us choices. It's up to us which way we go. Like for me, I believe them potato chips didn't attack you and and force themselves and commit a suicide going down your throat. I don't believe that them potato chips force themselves on you, right? I don't believe that. I believe you took your little hand, you put potato chips, you know, you grabbed them, you ate them and you ate them. I believe mankind has a choice to go crush it or be crushed. That's what I believe. And this whole entitlement mindset that, well, it was just never meant for me to go crush it. My family's not rich. My family, you know, is the wrong part of the country or my family's the wrong religion or all the blah, 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 like all that stuff is nothing. Yes, there's, I do believe that you can be born on the wrong side of the town. But also, I've seen people crush it and come out of it. And I believe, actually, the underdog are the ones ruling the world. So a lot of people say, well, I'm an underdog. I don't have that for me. You don't realize that is your power. That's not your weakness. That's your power. And the, and the reason I say that is because you look at what's crushing in America, like in the industry I'm in, for example, the top leaders right now in the ring in a lot of spaces and like different niches, there are people that don't live in the country selling to the USA. It's like 20 year old kids are coming in, like they're creating amazing services and programs and crushing it with people who's been in this industry 10, 20 years. They got in it last year, but they buckled down. They got really good at something. They gave it everything they had. And they're destroying it. And it just says a lot about my people here in the USA. We're like fat cats. 
not all of us are fat cats, like some of us are hungry, but we get too happy with this lifestyle to where it's just, you know, hum, like we're letting life pass us by. But these guys, they come in and they just crush it. So I believe the underdog, he has more going for him than what he knows. And uh, don't don't underestimate an underdog. He uh, The underdog spirit, if we all stay underdogs, I believe we do much better, actually. But anywho's, let's talk about my story. And I don't create my whole podcast around my story, but people have asked, and I want to create that here for you. So my story is this. 90s kid, was born early 90s. I was one of four um, raised in southern Georgia. Um, my dad was a young entrepreneur at the time, had me when he was young. My mom and dad was married, and then they had me, and then had the, bro- the brothers, the siblings, and them. Um, yeah, he raised us up on entrepreneurship. We, like, we... <laughs> We made websites, weird-looking websites, early 2000s. Dad had us building that stuff on a software called Dreamweaver. Um, we did that. He, we had a little experience with Google Ads, not much in the later 2000s. Didn't do a lot of that. Um, he had a storefront. Um, he raised us in the garden a lot. We cut grass a lot. That was kind of our thing. Got in, got us into flipping like four-wheelers, and we sold produce, and that kind, and that kind of what. Built my character. I was homeschooled and I was public schooled at different times because of my choice. Um, I wanted to get both, and there's pros and cons of both in the education world. I think the education world needs a makeover. I think we need to go back to the apprentice world again. That's what I believe. Um, if there's a way of taking homeschooling, but yet getting the... Because the thing about school um, is that you go to school to make friends... And to talk, but why? Did, what's the number of reason people, kids get in trouble? Because they're talking. I just think there's a lot of... Um, I personally believe that the, the school is more like a government church. And it pre, like it's preaching. The government is shaping them, our young minds to how they want them to shape. So that way they're ready to pay taxes, which is fine, I guess. But they, they, they teach them what to think instead of how to think. And instead of teaching them a framework, they're giving them a script. Um, and pretty much, you know, get ready to drop 100 to 200 grand in college um, and get a job for 50K. And that's your life. And just get just get used to paying, you know, college debt and just get used to paying taxes for the rest of your life. And that is your life. Don't think any more, any less than that. And that's fine. And that's it. Like, that's how I that's how I view school. I believe it's a broken process. I do not think I, I think at the the system is just way too costly it's getting way out of hand, and I believe that the whole pandemic thing is kind of what's going to push us even further. Um, definitely as crime goes up as well, we're going to have to think of something better to train our kids. Uh, because some of these schools are getting infested with, with like just crime. Um, things that should not be happening in schools are happening in schools. Parents are not feeling as safe at school. Like, but, the kids, but the parents are like, okay, how do I work a job? And my kids get watched like at the same time and be safe. So there's that problem. Anyway, enough said about that. So I was both homeschooling and public school. Got the pros and cons of that. I had several jobs. I was a window cleaner. I did. I packed box. I, I was flipping boxes at UPS. Um, I did work at a gas station. I did try to build sites and sell things. I flipped phones once upon a time. That was something else I did. 
because in, in my post I talk about, oh, I was a bug man once upon a time, or, you know, I was window cleaning. People are like, well, I thought you said he was a bug man. I was like, yeah, I was a bug man, but also cleaned windows um, at the college. I uh, worked at gas stations. I still remember having those iPods. Remember them all, nano iPods? Oh, that was the coolest thing ever. The wire coming out in my ears. That was before, you know, you had wireless headphones. I was in that freezer packing them Sprites and Cokes. Had the greatest time. I, st- I would be willing to go. That gas station is no longer. The building's there, but it's no longer a gas station. It's something else now. So I, there's not even a freezer there anymore. But that, those were the those were the um, greatest times of me. Life was simpler. I was actually excited to make my first $35 a week. I was just like the stuff when I was able. Like I remember like. Because I couldn't all the way fill up my, my little Colorado truck. What $35? So I would fill it up like halfway just so I had an extra like, you know, $15 if I want to buy drinks that week or, or sunflower seeds or whatever and just save up my money. Um, and I would do that like that was $35 a week for me because I was still in school. I was in the 12th grade and I, I told my teachers I wanted to work. And because I made good grades, they, was, uh, they said that's fine. Well, anyway, I graduated Went to college for a little bit. I was going to go to be an English teacher. And I realized this is not for me. I made all, all A's in college. I was a B-plus student in high school. Just because I hated homework. I was actually like a point away from being a 90. And, and gra- graduated with honors. So anyway, I didn't see the point. Like, it didn't make, like, what did it, what did it mean? Like, I would not make any less or any more money based on that. I just didn't see the point at the time. And then I went to college. I made all A's in college. And then I got in, in, and I got into this few months in at college. I, I did a semester or two. And then I was like, wait a minute. And after studying, like, because I was going to be a school teacher because I wanted to write a book. And I thought if I became a school teacher, it would give me permission as an English teacher to one day write a book. Well, that was a dumb idea, but it just sounded good at the time. But after studying college and like, I was like, wait a minute, this ain't going to work out. And I realized how bad schools were getting. And I got in the college setting. I was like, I don't want to be teaching in places like this. No, I I, want to go build stuff. So anyway, I left that, became uh, became a bug man. That means I sprayed bugs. Yeah, I know that was an exciting job. Um, I would face dogs, snakes, peoples with guns. I'd walk in a drug bust. Yeah, I've walked in drug bust. Big thing was dogs. That was a big thing. And of course, I would see roaches. Like, I had never seen roaches before like this, where they would take over cabinets and climb out of refrigerators. Oh, it was horrible. Um, bed bugs. There's an underworld of bugs you've never heard of. Like, you've got bed bugs out there, and you think you're safe in your Marriott's, in your hotels. You're not, which is why I prefer Airbnb. Where bed bug traffic is low, if at zero, because these hotels are getting way more traffic. A building could have, you know, let's see, if there's a hundred rooms, a, a, a building could have two to seven hundred people in a single building, right? Depending how big the hotel is, every day. So that's two to five to seven hundred chances every single day of bed bugs because the traffic's so high. Anyway, that's another story. Bed bugs. That's why I do Airbnb, just for, for that reason. But during all of that time, 
I was studying digital marketing. And I was studying digital marketing because I really wanted to work from home. And I really wanted to gain a skill. And I love to talk. I love to type. I love to create. I love making videos. Like, I just want to develop a skill. I hired my first... I made a friend inside of a big group, a rising software that was doing good at the time. And it it was like a funnel builder site. And then from there, I met a friend. He introduced me to a coach. A coach worked with me. I would launch my agency get you know clients results and then I would go from there and for years I'd be an agency until one day I became a coach after getting people results my client results went from 10% to 70% and success rates and that's kind of where I'm at now um and the reason it went higher because I just don't accept anybody anymore has to be someone that I like someone who's winning or I feel like they could win and that is my story at Luke Guy and I don't, I don't make all my episodes about me, I, I don't, but I wanted to tell that story here because uh, a lot of people ask me about my story, um, and that's that. So that is my story, That's and that's kind of how, and of course I could go on for days talking about how I'm kind of at where I'm at right now, um, but I don't want to fill your ears just about me because I want you to walk away with something. Um, cause a lot of things that shape us, like I had my, like I've had, like I've had, I had a friend, um, that died, was killed in a car wreck when I was 16, 17 years old. So I realized how fragile life was. And after having that friend die, like, for example, I'll tell you a quick story and I'll tell you why I'm talking about this. I was at a driving school. It was me, my friend and a girl named Kara. We was the first three students for this lady in the small town. And I made the lowest grade. Well, fast forward, I would meet that driving uh, teacher. So how are you doing? She said, great. And it was pouring, raining outside. I was on my pest control job. And she said, good, Luke, good. I said, I still remember our class that we had. It was a lot of fun. She said, but you know what, Luke? I said, what? Do you realize you're the only one alive from that class. I said, are you kidding me? I said, Kara's dead too? And she's like, yeah, Kara's gone. You know, and, and she said, and as you know, your friend died. Kara's gone. And I was like, are you serious? And I was like, and it's thundering outside. I was just gonna get in my truck for a minute. And at that moment, really realizing how fragile life is. And after studying, like the number one killer we're gonna die from, two big things we're gonna die from. It's gonna be either cancer or it's gonna be by a car. The two deadly seeds, the big things that kill us is cancer. When you get older, which I knew a girl recently, she's in her 30s, she was killed by cancer. Um, And then lately it's been COVID. I went to another funeral this week and he was like 75. So the the girl a few months ago, she was like 30 something. She died by cancer. This dude died by, he was the the after effects of COVID, which he was, you know, having other problems. As well, I would never believe this stuff was that that strong, but it, it's I don't it's the strangest thing ever. So anyway, back to so when she told me that my 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 driver and I could probably still look her up. She's probably still around. I, I think she's still alive. And I could, and talking with her, yeah, she said, "Yellow, yeah, you're the only one alive." And thank you, Lord. 
I'm still alive. It just kind of like, I'm the only one alive out of that class, which was only three people. But what are the chances that, the, and they was all dead by 18. They had all died by 18, 19 years old. They was gone. And her son almost died. So, oh, wow. I don't know what to think about that. I'm thinking, wow. And I drove for a living in pest control. So that's what kind of fueled me to start um, my internet thing. It, I was first a logo designer. I loved to create things. And then I moved to the agency world. I was running ads for people. And ads were so cheap. That worked really well. Um, it, was, it was not for long. I was like making two, three X more than my salary. And I just did that for a long time because I just thought I was way too young to making this kind of money. And if I quit, what happens? And then one day my son was born and he was going to be born. And I just decided, like, I'm just going to leave my job. After being there for, you know, eight years, nine years, I'm, I'm going to leave my job. And I'm going to do this thing. I have had enough experience and um, Lord's blessed us, and but God can't bless a mess. You have to have a situ- like you've got to have it situated. Like you've got to give it everything. And going into the next part of this is what is Luke about? What I think is the number because businesses, you know, how people say, "Mr. Guru, tell me in a sentence how I can be successful." And then of course they'll say, "You're gonna die." You're like, "What? Yeah, you're gonna die." That's no way you can be successful. Understand you're going to die and you don't have much time to go get it done. All right. And others will say, well, success leaves clues. And some people don't know what that means. Right. But if I, if you ask me what's the greatest way to succeed, I think it break records is what I would tell you. That's what Luke guy is about. I, for years, I've been trying to figure out my angle, what I would say, what I'm about in a way that things people aren't saying. And I believe if you break records, if you break personal records, if you break client wins, if you're breaking business wins, the records, and you might as well call me Mr. Uh, Record Breaker, because I believe if you break records, like for example, in weightlifting, if you're, if you're benching at 200 and you can't break it, and then one day you break it and you punch a 210, bang. If you've been jumping and you can jump a 200 consecutively, like like 20 in a row, and all of a sudden, I mean 200 in a row, and all of a sudden you're at 250, you broke a record. Guess what? Your, your muscles are indicators of records that you have broken. The numbers in your bank account is nothing but representation of records you have broken and people you have affected. But you cannot affect people until you've affected yourself. That's what I'm about. Breaking records. Winning. Right now I'm wearing a shirt that says, all I do is win. I got it today. And then I found out this was a song. I knew there was a song that talked about it. I didn't realize it was the title of the song. So maybe the dude don't sue me. All I do is win. And this is for me to look at it. People buy Lamborghinis to let them know they're winning. I don't need a Lamborghini to let me know I'm winning. Lamborghinis are nice, but I think that's an overpriced piece of metal. You know, if before I put 100, 200 grand in a car, I'm going to be putting that in other places that I know it's going to be because that car value is going to drop a lot. 
I don't need those things to tell me that I win. In fact, I don't need material things to tell me that I'm winning. I don't need that. Like, I have the material things that I need, and I don't need a plane and a car to help me figure that out. I don't think I ever will. Um, in fact, when people buy those things, they're just using it for marketing, really, in my mind. I guess you could have them for a while and just go lease one. I mean, go... go but to put all your, put not all your money, but to put a lot of your money into one of those things, or even if you put 10% of your money in a car at 100 grand, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm just one of those guys who are more like old-fashioned Warren Buffetts. I'm not a Warren Buffett, but I, you know, you could drop five, 10 million on me right now. My life would not be much different. I just don't see it would, it wouldn't be much different than what it is right now. Buying a big old house, like a bigger one than what I've got now, this just doesn't make any sense. Because I'm about simplistic, minimalistic, like keeping your head clear, doing the simple but powerful things. That's what I'm. That's what I'm about. That's what I go for. So that's just kind of what that's just kind of what I'm thinking. But to me, the formula is breaking records. I don't need. This is the point. I don't need material stuff. Like, what pushes me is on that clipboard, it says I broke, I, I'm at 200 right now, I need to break it to 220. That, that's what pushes me. And if every, let's say every day, uh, let's say my metric is, is I'm pushing out 200 messages a day in my Twitter and my Instagram and my Facebook. Guess what? My goal is to push it to 250 a day and push my team, right? Or if, um, let's say that we're doing 20K weeks, or 20K uh, days, or 20K uh, or weekends, or you're doing 50K uh, weekends. Like, your goal would be to break it. Now, here's another thing, though. That money is an outcome. I, I used to study outcomes a lot. But that's a problem. Don't study on outcomes. Study on the process. That's another thing. If you're breaking records in your process, you're going to see the results of that on the outcome. Because I'm telling you, you're going to do all the things you did last week. And last week, you got like 40 appointments. And this week, you might get 20. But you did everything the same. Right? Think about it. If you did, let's say the week of 9-11. You did everything the same you did the week before, but 9-11 is happening. Well, your country's going through an emergency right now. Or say during the week of Christmas, right? Why, why you're not making as much money? What's well, the week of Christmas? Everyone's everyone's thinking about gifts and family right now, and they're just take that America's just resting her mind off of business for a week, right? That's that's what's happening. It's the end of the year, and people preparing for taxes. That's what's going on. So you have to understand, and sometimes you're not going to understand. But this is why if you constantly break records. Christmas ain't going to be as bad. In fact, it may be better. Maybe I've had slam dunk Christmases, like December's. December for a lot of people is a wreck. But if you like break right now, like in, in the month of September, if you focus on the process more than the outcome, let's say you're a piano player and you just love making some sweet music, right? Your head's just going back and forth and your fingers are just rolling across some sweet little keys and music's pumping and the air's getting filled with energy and you singing it. You just singing the house down and there ain't nobody there. 
you just love and enjoying the moment. You getting better. And it's just like, yeah. You had people in there. They just, they're just, it don't matter. It, it, it don't, it don't matter. Like you, you enjoy learning the piano if people are watching or not. Like I can speak to five people. I can speak to 500 people. I can speak to 5,000 people because it was in the moments I enjoy speaking to the five and I did it. And I over, over, I, I spoke to them. I have the small teams. I spoke, spoke to small classes, right? I've spoken to hundreds. I've spoken to a few. And one day I'll speak to thousands. I be, like, but I, I really don't want to get into speaking to people all the time because, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe you know, every now and again. But the, the, what I like, though, getting in the trenches cranking and uh focus on the things beyond egotistic actions now speaking in front of a crowd just crushes for me but i have a family too and when you when you're running crowds and flying on planes you i have that family part and i love my family more than anything so that would be a rarity thing i've had people ask me to speak and they get mad at me when I say, not, no, not really. Like, I'm doing very well where I'm at right now. Um, now, if, like, if uh, someone that I absolutely, like, look up to the stars with, like, if we say, will you come speak for me? And it's just someone that I've just adored for many years or decades, I'm going to be like, yeah, I probably will. But a chance of that happening is unlikely because I'm not reaching for it, right? The chances of randomly saying, hey, will you come speak for me? Unless I'm just knocking down giants left and right and they're seeing it and they're like, okay, we got to catch up with this Luke guy. Yeah, and that's that's kind of been happening. Not like big time, but that's happening a little bit now. And as time, I can only imagine what's going to be even here shortly, the way things are going. But hey, everything's a dream, right? But anyway, this is this is what I believe. Break records daily. That's what I believe. You break records daily and things are going to change for you. I surround myself with that. All I do is win. I got a mug with it. I got a shirt with it. Um, I'm putting it up. I'm posting client wins. That stuff feeds me. And that stuff will feed you. And that's why I tell people to post their wins and to post those things and, you know, get your client's results. So I want to say I appreciate you for listening um it is almost 10 my time I'm about to go get me some sleep and um life is good y'all and that is my story that's what i'm about i don't want to bore you too much because success is boring the greatest things are boring um but that's okay because i enjoy it i really do enjoy it and i love spending time here with you today and i appreciate you and um anything i can do to serve you let me know i'm here for you and this is the Luke Guy Show, helping you close bigger, faster, and more easily. And um, you guys have an amazing day. Happy weekend. And um, talk soon.